The following podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and a serious lack of light at the end of the tunnel. Digging away the moments that make up the dull day. A new record in daily cases, 1,533 infections. We had four more deaths, and the number of people in hospital with COVID has now topped 1,000. Needed vaccines arrive in Australia's New South Wales state as it marks its worst day of the pandemic. Tonight, hospitals being pushed to the brink, averaging 100,000 hospitalized with COVID, higher than any point since last winter when the vaccine wasn't available for most. UK's four chief medical officers are expected to decide within days whether to recommend vaccinating healthy children against coronavirus. The half a million Pfizer jabs arrived in Sydney, the country's largest city. The shipment came from Singapore in a swap arrangement. Australia will deliver the same amount back to Singapore in December. Centrelink is chasing more than 10,000 people it says were paid too much in welfare, while they were also getting JobKeeper through their employers. There's no doubt that the quicker we get out of lockdown, the better it is for people's mental health. Businesses could claim JobKeeper based on an actual fall in turnover or a projected fall. But as 7.30 revealed earlier this year, while many did it tough, about one in six businesses suffered no fall in turnover during the first three months of JobKeeper. Yesterday, the Joint Committee on Vaccination and Immunisation, which advises the government, decided against recommending the jabs for 12 to 15 year olds, saying the health benefits were In Oregon, the National Guard is now on hand as hospitals overflow. A similar deal has been struck with the UK that will bring 4 million more Pfizer vaccines to Australia this month. In Florida, where 93% of ICU beds are now full, there were over 150,000 new cases last week. Sadly, none of the four people who passed away were vaccinated. The next fortnight is likely to be our worst in terms of the number of cases. But as I've said, it's not the number of cases we need to be focusing Sydney's on. Sydney's West continues to bear the brunt of the state's outbreak. 260 new cases in Canterbury Bankstown. Those employers racked up about $4.5 billion in payments, despite experiencing no fall compared to the year before. For the healthy children, the risk-benefit balance is really uh, very uncertain and very tight. If we really got the overwhelming majority of those 80 million people vaccinated, you would see a dramatic turnaround in the dynamics of the outbreak. Whilst we're enthusiastic and keen to see more freedoms back, we do have to rely on the health advice. And at the moment, it's not, not the perfect time perhaps to be expecting too many changes. More than half of Australia is under a stay-at-home order. Along with Sydney, Melbourne and the national capital, Canberra, have been in weeks-long lockdown. Hello and welcome to the ISOcast. I'm your host, Patrick Cullen. Pink Floyd are right on the money here, ladies and gents. Ticking away the moments that make up a dull day, fritter and waste the hours in an offhand way, kicking on around on a piece of ground in your hometown, waiting for someone or something to show you the way. Aren't we just? Federal politicians? State? 
Local? Anyone to show me the way? Maybe just a barman at your local where everyone knows your name? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. Thanks, Ted Danson. God, I'd love to be in a pub right now, slinging back a few George Frothingtons and shooting the breeze. Instead, I'm gonna go for the next best thing. I'm gonna chat to Sam Ward. Wardy and I went to drama school together. She is sensational. She's bright, effervescent, enthusiastic, and wonderfully funny. Of course she's an actor, of course she's a producer, but she also does game creation and team building and all of that cool stuff for a living, and I'm really hopeful she can bring some of that joy into my existential dread. Here's our chat from a little earlier. Hey, Woody. How you doing? I'm good. Oh, it's so good to hear your voice. Ah, uh, yours too, pal. How you doing? You doing okay? I am doing, yeah. I'm doing pretty good. You sound a little uh, blocked up, Woody. Have you got a bit of a blocked nose I there, pal? I I thought that too, and that is not helping my health anxiety. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just keep being like... Is it a blood clot in the nose from AstraZeneca? Is it COVID? Is it just being waking up with a stuffy nose? Who knows? Oh, it's oh, rough. Dude, that sucks. I, I assume it's just living in like a shitty, mouldy Sydney apartment. That's yeah. probably what it is. That's what I think. Uh, but, yeah, it's um, it does sound a little blocked up, doesn't it? I, uh, I think it's just a bit of a sniffle. Uh, I haven't been outside in a very long time, so I can't, I can't afford it. <laughs> It can't be pollen. It cannot. It's definitely not pollen no. and it's not COVID because I have not left the house. Dude, oh, dear. it's like week 10 of lockdown. Can you believe that? We're into, into that week really, 10. really, I honestly, like when I think about this lockdown, I have about like five kind of like images in my head okay, and they're right. all they're all of being in my apartment. But when I like think of them, I'm like, I can't tell you whether that mental image is from last night or like, last week or yeah. like six weeks ago like i have i have no bearing of any sense of time it's so weird like i if you see if you'd said we'd been here for four months or if you said we'd been here for four weeks i think i'd be like yeah cool sounds about right like yeah that feels pretty much correct to me sam Ward. oh boy uh, isn't it fucking wild to think that like three months ago in may we were just clocking around like absolutely nothing had happened and we were invincible in the world and now like it's very Uh, yeah i feel a bit embarrassed for us like we were a bit we went a bit gung-ho like we were were like theaters let's go everyone's back let's do it there's no risk let's go and uh oh we really we really uh got that uh bit in the bum (laughs) you know we're really eating it now from having spent so much time last year the end of last year and the start of this year like talking to our american and fucking british friends and being like oh you guys you just you just beefed it didn't you i'd hate to be there totally you know we're just feelings i'm feeling so much hubris like i know i don't know i don't know how to describe it it's it's disappointing stuff woody although i did get to schenken today and i got myself and polly bought us a couple of wraps and went down to jubilee park and sat out there and looked at some dogs and had a little picnic and you know that that was lovely um yeah that's beautiful yeah so i don't know like that's a benefit i guess (laughs) i know 
The walks are the walks are good. We uh, live down near the Cooks River, and being able to go for a little walk there, it's beautiful. Like the river is disgusting. If you look at it or smell <laughs> it for too long, you're like, it's kind of gross. But you have to kind of just like blur your eyes and just see a body of water and be like, mm, pretty, but. The river itself is like, I actually think it is like one of the most polluted rivers in Australia or something, or it was like they found out ages ago that there were people like actually putting like chemicals and stuff in there. Like it's, it's rank, but it's, uh, it's nice to walk along the banks of it and think you're somewhere else. Just really, if you visualize the French Riviera hard enough, yeah. you'll appear there, you know, you'll go to being fully in a Bond film if you just really believe it. Exactly. I went for a walk the other day, though. Um, I have not really been taking advantage of the uh, exercise outdoor recreation allowance. I've really only been using that like once a week, let's be honest. And I went for a walk the other day. And then the next day I was like, my God, my abs are really sore today. I was like, what did I do yesterday? I was like, I just I just went for a walk. I didn't even it wasn't even a jog. And I was like, so just holding my body upright for 40 minutes. was and that's where we're at now like i was like i think that's i think that's bad like my abs are sore from walking walking is basic human skill that's not even exercise it's gotten bad sam (laughs) dude i hate that for you um how are you and gabe coping in lockdown v 2.0 because last lockdown were you guys living together by that point I think you were. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. We're coming up to our uh, six-year anniversary. Wow. Uh, actually. I, Congratulations, yeah, Sam. That's so amazing. I know. Crazy. Um, but, yeah, we're going well. I've actually been working the whole time. So wow. I haven't had the same cool, like, lockdown life that he has in the sense that often I'm like, what have you got on today? He's like, well, I just got to get to the next level on this PS5 game I've been playing. And I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> um, but we've both been we've both been running a lot of uh, online games and Zoom trivias and all that kind of stuff, which I know uh, people are sick of, but uh, we're getting paid to do it. So <laughs> Is <laughs> so, that yeah, with Great Race, Woody? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's been a that's been a bit of a lifesaver, just being able to do that from home. So, and just meeting people from all over the world and trying to bring them a little hour and a half of fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! And that's been keeping you pretty under the pump. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. What a fucking. What well, sorry? Oh, sorry, you just broke. Oh, I was just saying that, that that's running yeah, all those games and all that, doing all that has been keeping you pretty under the pump and keeping you relatively busy and not letting the existential dread set in. Exactly. It's kind of, um, in some ways, I'm like, everyone's like, oh, it looks like we might be out of lockdown soon. I'm like, oh, really? Do we I- have to go back? Like, I like. I kind of like when, you know, not, the industry isn't open. There's no audition I'm missing out on. There's no bullshit. No, like, hustle, hustle, hustle. I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I like wearing the same pair of track pants for seven days in a row and acting like an absolute grub. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's parts of it that, aren't, that are pretty good. <laughs> I, man, I find I really wax and wane with it that... I had a week there, I was sort of maybe last week, a week before, where I just got really bored, like really fucking bored. Mm-hmm. And I was just feeling like um, mildly frustrated and like a little bit antsy because um, I was like, well, this week coming is going to be the exact same as the previous week coming and the, the, the future weeks that are coming are the exact same as the ones that have been and there doesn't seem to be any breaks in all of this. It's just going to be this, exactly. this Ouroboros. Um, and that sort of broke my brain for a while. But 
surprisingly this week I had a freaking absolutely insane week mainly because I can't work my own calendar Wardy and I forgot to put in that I was actually teaching a couple of classes and uh, one of them I forgot to turn up to for 40 minutes until the school called me and told me to get on Zoom <laughs> and run a class. Oh excellent great <laughs> Just big oh. professionalism from you sweet boy PC but I quite liked that <laughs> It, as much as I sort of left these yeah. students hanging for 40 minutes, it suddenly became quite exciting, you know? <laughs> was... Totally. Oh, my God, where's the meeting link? What's the Zoom ID? Oh, jeez. Uh, oh, boy. What am I going to do oh, with these oh, no, I'm on mute. fuckers for three hours? Like, what have I got in my wheelhouse that I can whip out no, and teach actors for three hours? You don't have to do a three... Yeah. Is it a three-hour class? Yeah. I missed oh. 40 minutes no, of it. No, there's no way. But I um, I pulled oh, it out, God. Woody. I pulled it out and we did something. I'm sure you did. If there's anyone I can think of who could do that, uh, it would be you. See, I could not say yes to something like that because I would just think the whole time, what am I going to do for three hours? I don't know anything. Oh, my God. Like, I just, It would just stress me out. <laughs> Woody, you know so many things. There's so many things in your brain. You'd, 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 it's one of those... What was nice about it is that it broke the predictability of my existence. It, it really split that up and made it into something different and new and exciting. And, and the challenge of having to like work out what the fuck I was going to teach for a couple of hours on the fly was terrifying, but kind of fun. It was like, it was like, totally. a, it was like a bungee jump, you know, <laughs> it was like, totally. you can get the bungee jumping in lockdown. Oh, Christ. Yeah, dude, it, was, <laughs> it, was great. It, it was pretty wild. Um, hey, Wardy, this brings me to the, the question of uh, existential dread, my friend. <laughs> On a scale from one to ten, with one being like you're absolutely fine, skipping through the daisies, um, happy days, and ten being like a quivering mess on the floor foaming from the mouth, um, how's your existential dread if you had to give yourself a number? Yeah, I feel like... I think it's probably like a seven or an eight, I reckon. Mm. I feel like, although I'm not very good with that scale thing, I only realized recently that whenever I went to the physio, and you know how they're like, on a scale of one to 10, how painful is this? I was basing that off like how bad I think that pain could be, not the worst <laughs> pain I've ever had in my life, which is a really dumb way to do it. Like, I, he, He'd be like, how bad is this? I was like, mm, I reckon like an eight, like it's pretty sore. And then I realized someone was like, no, it's like 10 being the worst pain you've ever felt. I was like, oh, well, then it's probably like a three or a four, really. I thought you meant like, how bad has this knee ever been or could be? Which yeah, is potentially. So dumb. This hypothetical pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. So I'm feeling like a seven or an eight of okay. existential dread, I think. But what's sort of pushing you towards a seven or an eight, Woody? Oh. It just feels like, I mean, I just don't really care about anything. <laughs> I've just, like, lost the uh, ability to, like, go, oh, does it even matter? Because <laughs> yeah. what are we, you know, just uh, maybe it's just fine to have an ordinary, normal life and uh, the world's looking pretty bleak and uh, I'm very concerned about the number of people who feel very, left behind and disassociated and mm. uh, from society and uh, how they're choosing to respond to that by becoming conspiracy theorists or just, yeah. you know. It's fucking it's alarming, alarming. Hey, It just feels like a mess that I'm like, 
I don't know if we can solve this. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know how to do it. And I'm looking at the people at the at the top being like, I don't think you guys do either. I think you guys are just like hoping to just die before you have to solve that. You guys are like Pat like, in an acting class, desperately trying to figure out what the fuck you're doing as you're going along. <laughs> totally. Like, I just look at you know, ScoMo is just like, oh, look, I won't have to deal with that. I'll be retired and dead by then. I'm like, yeah, nice for you, mate. Yeah, nice thanks. for you. Thanks. Cheers, ScoMo. Have you come oh. across and had to interact with any conspiracy theories, Morty? Mm. And, and how's that gone? Yeah, I actually have someone in my, like, extended family circle, um, which is interesting. It's, it's really kind of scary to just go, how, how did you... How, how did you get there? And yeah. then to not be able to have a proper kind of conversation with them and just having to go, we're just going to have to not talk about this. But yeah. then who who is going to correct your path of thinking? Because um, it, it can't be me and I don't think that there's anyone to help you out of it. And the only people you're surrounding yourself by are people who are going to affirm what you think. And you yeah. just think, oh, dude, Confirm I don't know. Your fucking biases. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. I just <sighs> me too, Sam. Who, I've there? got a, a mm. one of my aunts. Um, one of my aunties is was was at the at the end of last year over Christmas was telling me about how Bill Gates is putting microchips in vaccines. Uh, and it's yeah, like, what, what do you do? Yeah, you're, like, you're a smart, intelligent person. You come from the same family. We've all been like, of course, had different lives and things like that. But like, how did we? How did you get there? And how yeah. can I, uh, you know, they say that if you do have a someone who's a conspiracy theorist or trying to tell them, uh, you know, what actually is real and try to give them real facts and try to just reaffirm their own belief and you actually have to, like, listen to them and validate them and say, like, wow, that's, yep, I really hear you. That's really hard to do when you're like, I don't hear you. I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole body's screaming like, out oh. like you're just spewing complete bullshit and it's dangerous yeah. bullshit, you know, like... Yeah, it's it's so pervasive, man. I mean, there was protests again the other day, like there was mm. like freedom protests again, and and it's you know, man, like like we were saying earlier about hubris. You know, we spent so much of last year looking at America and being like, oh, those poor guys, their society's so polarized. Like they're never, I gonna, know. <laughs> they're never gonna pull it together. And, you know, you look at Australia and it's, it's we're heading down the exact really same are. path. And yeah, fuck. It's so, it is, it is scary to see that. And it's, it's tricky with the, with the lockdown um, protests because it is a complex issue and there are people who are protesting for all different reasons and there are some people who are, you know, numb nuts, blah, 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 whatever, of course. But there are some people who are like, I can't afford, <laughs> like I don't have any yeah. savings. It's not a moral issue and I think a lot of people are going, you like it's not just a mor moral issue. It is an economic issue and there are some people who absolutely don't have the buffer and if you do have a buffer and you're like look worst case scenario i can move back in with my parents or worst case scenario i've got this savings or worst case if you've got like a, a backup there are so many like hundreds of thousands probably millions would be millions yes of australians who don't have that and yeah. 
they would love to lock down, I'm sure, and not be exposing themselves every day to uh, getting sick, but they can't afford. There's no buffer. They they need to pay rent or feed their family t- today, yeah. and there's no other Way buffer. It. So, yeah, yeah, and it is. It's it's tricky for. Um, I, I I I feel very privileged and think that yeah, the situation I'm in is really very different from what a lot of people who are actually in a very significant amount of kind of hardship, you know, right now. Completely, um, dude. And it's, and what, and, and, yeah, you go. Uh, and, and it is an interesting question of like, should the government be able to force you to lock down? Okay, great. We can have that as a discussion. I, I would say like, yes, if the greater public health, if yes, you know, um, but, uh, you know, there are some people who it's who well, would say, it, well, I don't know. There's got to be adequate financial support. Like the only exactly. reason we were able to get through it last year was because of JobKeeper and JobSeeker. And like I was on that sweet government money last year and I was I was chill as hell. And I know that there were heaps of other people are in the same boat. And like the New South Wales government has tried to do a similar thing this year with the disaster relief payments. But it's not the same at all. Like it's not. It's it's a very different thing, and it's been a lot more limited, and it's been a lot harder to get, and it got bought in a lot later, and there's yeah. a lot of more, you know, it's harder. Like, the, the, the beauty of it being linked in through Centrelink and, and the ATO made it quite easy and quite accessible for people to, to access, and it's been a lot trickier dealing with services New South Wales. I mean, anybody who's ever dealt with a DMV or services New South oh. Wales knows how much of a fuck that is. Like, if you've ever yeah. tried to renew your license, now try and do that, but convince them to, to give you 750 bucks a week. And, yeah, yeah it's just... Yeah. You can't help but feel that we really fucking beefed it. And by we, I mean our elected, our elected leaders in the state and nationally really fucking beefed it. And now we're, we're playing catch up um, yep. really badly. And people are going to fucking die. Like, yeah, people have they died. Are. And that's yeah, They fucked. are right now. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. It is. It's really sad. And if you just think about the global population as well, like we've lost a lot of our population as a whole across the entire world in the last two years uh, or 18 months, you know, that uh, we haven't really uh, got to the end of it yet to really be able to look back and be like, wow, a a lot of us died. A lot of families are are never going to be the same again. I think in Australia it's hard to really – this is the smallest taste we've even had of that, and it doesn't even really come close to having – some families have lost multiple people. Like, how do you come back from that? How do you – how do you go on and not just be completely traumatized by that whole situation? It's it's oh, it's very complex. Oh, mate, you're not fucking wrong. And and like I saw a report in the news this week. I should really stop watching the news. Is what I should do, but I can't because I'm a, I'm a fiend. But I saw a yeah. report saying there's a new variant in Colombia called the MU variant, and I was Excellent. like, great, fucking sweet. Like I was walking around with Polly yesterday, being like, is our lives going to be that we're just going to constantly have new variants of Corona just rocking around the world every 12 months. I think yes. (laughs) I think probably, I think it is one of those things that it was a really intense uh, and devastating kind of first wave and second wave and all these different variants. But yeah, I think it's just going to be something that we live with. There was a epidemiologist talking on the news at some point, but who knows when that was last year, this year, yesterday, today. (laughs) 
but I was listening to them and uh, yeah, they were talking about how we're never really going to get rid of it. It's just always going to be there in the same way that we've never really got rid of something like measles. There are still countries that have measles outbreaks at the moment and you just don't have it in the wealthy countries, but in some of the poor disadvantaged countries, they still get measles outbreaks and a lot of people die and it's still a really you know big thing for them and if you travel there you always get booster vaccines and you know whatever that disease might happen to be for a but it's just going to be one of those diseases that there'll be certain areas that you'll know that your risk of catching covid will be higher and um that you'll have to get regular booster shots but it's not like it's not going away i think it's just added to the list now yeah yeah i think that's you know, a really good way to think about it what do you yeah, it's just gonna be, just gonna be part of life. Maybe it'll be kind of like the Spanish flu or whatever, where it was like around for what a decade or something, mm. or I don't know. Something like like that, maybe yeah. eventually, but I feel like, yeah, it's gonna be here here for a while. But I think it'll just stop becoming newsworthy. It'll just become part of life. Yeah, well, especially if, if everybody gets vaccinated too. And did you manage to get yourself a vaccine, mate? Is that what you was mentioning before? Did you get uh, some yeah. AZ? I've had one AZ, uh, just waiting for the period of time before I Woo. have my second one, which I do. It really does make you feel better. You just, how are you? Have you got both or just one? I have been Pfizer. I am very, oh, great. very yep. lucky to have been Pfizer back in May. My housemate yep. Tom's a paramedic. Um, so he uh, yes. has been bloody, he was, I was able to get one because of him, but man, like, Tommy, I've got to get him on the show in a, in a week or two. His life has been fucking wild. He's been out in the West, at one of those West stations out there. And uh, wow. it's been it's been so hectic for him, mate. Like last roster that he did, he had two shifts that were like 18 or 19 hours where he went out at sort of 7. His worst one was he went to work at 6 p.m. and he came back at 1 p.m. the next day. Um, what? Like, and he was supposed to go to I'm work sorry, that night. And like, you know... This dude, the poor guy, rolls in, and he was just completely freaking destroyed. And he called in sick yeah. that night, both him and his partner did, because he would have been a risk. You know, he had to be technically back mm. at work at sort of... They said he could have off till 9 p.m., so he got his eight hours between shifts. Um, but the the risk that, that he's taking and so many other paramedics are taking out there is just huge, you know, trying of to service course. the community. Um and and I am I uh, yeah fuck you know the poor guy like what a what a time to be a frontline medical worker you know like in mm. the face of like as we say people with really difficult financial circumstances or people in really difficult home circumstances totally and then bona fide conspiracy theorists um oh. and having to get those fucks to hospital and convince them that they've got an issue and they're coming with you <laughs> you know like oh my gosh he had like one 14 hour shift where everybody they saw was covid positive um and that's so person. like you you would just be thinking what if i get it like nurses paramedics doctors all these people mm. frontline workers and of all different um industries you just think like thank gosh you're willing to do that job like yeah that that's so that's such a service to the community and where we're like oh yeah let's just pay him like 60 grand a year or something yeah we pay them we pay them so shit and it's like they're doing so much of the heavy lifting for the whole community we're just so lucky that there are people who actually like helping people oh absolutely so lucky do you know that the um the new south wales paramedics actually copped a pay cut at the start of the pandemic last year 
Um, what? Yeah. Yeah, they copped a pay cut. They're the worst paid paramedic service in the entire country. Um, in the, like, it's hard to fucking fathom, you know, hard to really wrap your noodle around it. Meanwhile, just to put a, a, a quick twist on it, our mate Jerry fucking Harvey managed to make, you know, $6 million uh, of profit out of yep. the pandemic last year, out of job seeker yeah. payments. The fuck? Honestly, it's re- Woody. It's really getting a bit like, it's getting a bit silly now. Like I, I saw an article at some point, again, who knows when, but uh, it was about <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> it was something to do with like Ikea um, not paying tax and like, you know, those big corporations that don't pay tax. And like you hear that and you're like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. You just like, if you, when you actually think about what that means is that they're using like state government funded like taxpayer money for their roads and for their um their policies that help them um make their you know staff and how that their their children are educated in um public schools that is all taxpayer but then they're, mm. so they're just taking but they're not putting back in and if you it's just so so wrong to think that we funnel our money into these like big corporations and it just goes into them and doesn't come back out. (laughs) It's just like we funnel it in and it doesn't go back to the country that you're actually, you're using government services to run your business. So you should be paying for those. Yeah. Yeah. You should be, you should be paying for that. You should be putting back into our tax. And it's why, why um, companies that are like, um, you know, smaller scale will have to pay and have to pay taxes properly. Their prices are so much higher than those big corporations because they're like, yeah, we'd love to not have to pay all this tax, but we do. So everything's more expensive. So no one shops here. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking shit show, Woody. I've got to say, I'm I'm really. If I was to give myself a number today, I'm probably the seven as well. Seven and a bit. You know what else is driving yeah. me up, man? Is mm-hmm. the, the that we're going to reopen when we're at seventy uh, percent mm-hmm. of vaccinations, and apparently that's happening at the end of September or the middle of October, maybe somewhere in that sort of period. Um, and I think what freaks me out about that is that we had fifteen hundred cases today, and Gladys is telling us it's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse when we open too. Um, but we're going to sort of do it anyway. And it's hard to not feel like this whole lockdown and all the people that have caught this virus and spread it around and and everything that's happened has been a gigantic fucking failure. Mm, Exactly. What are we all doing here if it's uh, we're just going to come out and have to live with it? And it's going to be scary, like walking around, you know, actually feeling like I could actually get it. You know, like I had a a checkup dentist appointment that was due for this Friday and I thought I don't actually want to go into the city. Like I just don't want to catch two trains into the city to go to this dental appointment. Uh, I just don't want to go into the city until I'm fully vaccinated. I was like, that's such a weird feeling, but I really don't want to expose myself. And I don't want to go to a dentist who's been like face over a bunch of other people in that same day, you know, like as close inside someone's mouth, like literally (laughs) the closest you could get without passing someone like, you know, so I was just like, you know what? I don't, I'm not going to go to that dentist appointment. I'm going to, uh, and uh, yeah, just thinking about it in that way is sort of strange to think like, yeah, no, I actually am genuinely kind of concerned for my health. 
And look, like I really hope that we're proven wrong. I really hope that that when we do come out of this thing and we sort of roll back into quote unquote normal life, that it's it is all fine and and it won't be such a problem. But uh, I don't know, man. It makes me anxious thinking about it. Frankly, like it doesn't it doesn't fill me with confidence. Yeah, and it's like whose job is it to fill you with confidence? Yeah, is it Gladys? Is that is that her role? Is that what she should be doing? You know, because it's it ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> Although I it's did, hard, you know? I did see a really great remix of her press conferences the other day, um, which was I did see that. That was good. I might it was good. Being Cut that in right now. Just remind everybody how criticised I was. That's not acceptable. I hope everybody likes staying at home because we are going to go into lockdown forever. Nobody from New South Wales is going anywhere. We will have two million police officers standing at the corner of every street to monitor every single citizen. We're really watching very closely. I hope this really will be devastating. We um, don't like to be hey, heavy-handed. Woody, what just to sort of change tack on us before we get totally sucked down that rabbit hole, my friend. Yes. I wanted to yeah, ask you about um, things you've been doing in lockdown to sort of ease your existential dread. What are you like? Have you been watching anything good? Have you been doing Love anything Island. activity-wise? What I've you watched every episode of Love Island, every single episode. <laughs> I would like to couple up with this girl because not only is she out of this world bootiful, if I'm completely honest, she doesn't deserve to be treated how she has been this past 24 hours. I have never watched... I've never watched a like reality relationship show before. I know I sound. I'm, I I was quite proud of myself. I was like, ah, oh, I don't watch The Bachelor or Maths. I don't know why I thought that was meant. I was a better human, but I just never did. And then everyone was like, Love Island's great, and I was like, okay. And so I watched the first episode, and I was like, I don't get it. And then episode two, and then there are sixty-five episodes in a season wow. or something ridiculous. Like there are so it's on every single night. What? And I came to it and there was already about like 30 episodes out or something. I was like, oh, my God, I've got so many to catch up on. And I watched them all in like, that's hours and hours of my life. I watched every single episode of Love Island UK season seven and I loved it. I was hooked. I was like crying. I was like talking about it when I wasn't watching. And it was great because like when you watch trash TV, you just don't have to like think. And yeah. I've really turned to watching like crap tv that's very entertaining um to not have to like think about other things yeah and and i've also started doing this thing which i i never was able to do before lockdown where i just go this afternoon or tomorrow or whatever whatever period of time i select i go i'm not doing anything or like i'm doing whatever i want and that might be like i'm gonna sit and play on my phone for seven hours great or another i'm gonna play video games or i'm gonna like but there's no there's no uh structure to it it's just mm. like free form play <laughs> just like adult free form play whatever you want to do you can do there's no there's no to-do list there's no like you have to get this done or anything like that and i found that super helpful because i've never been able to do that in my uh normal normal life so i fucking love that dude when you're doing your your free play time sam's free play time um yeah what sort of shit have you been getting down to what have you been what have you, what's been like giving you joy 
You know, I've actually got into sending people voice notes. <laughs> it's oh, really yeah. weird. I'll just pick up my phone and be like, hey, you know, blah, 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 and I'll just send people random voice notes, which is infuriating, I'm sure, for them because it's basically just a stream of consciousness that I then record to them and send to them, which I'm sure is, like, hideous. And I'll be like, so, in episode of Love Island, I'll just, like, talk about random shit. Um, but I hate texting on my phone. I hate it. Just takes too too slow. Too, too slow. slow. I just like Agreed. too slow. Too long. I just I'm like the voice note. If you are not on the voice note train, you've got to get on. It's brilliant. Yeah, you can just be like, good. yeah. So I'm loving just having random conversations with people on the go. Random voice note conversations. Have you been able to feel um, like Woody that you've been able to connect with a few mates by doing that? Like to to actually check in with a few Hermans. Yeah, yeah, I have. I've got a couple of um, people that I regularly slide into their voice notes, <laughs> um, which has been lovely, just keeping in touch with my uh, with mates and stuff. Um, I mean, dude, that's what this podcast been- is for me. Like, I this is like yep. the world's longest voice note that I put, like, music yeah. and video clips into because it's the exact same thing, I think, that I, I also hate texting and i find i can get again quite anxious about like wording things right so they come across Same. positive you know yeah um and i think the voice note just just uh, gets rid of that and it means you can cut right to the freaking chase and the podcast is the world's longest voice note so i i, I am completely picking picking up what you're putting down sam ward is what i'm trying to say yes I love that. That's great. Yeah. So, uh, voice notes. What else have I been doing? Been playing a bit of video games here and there. Uh, I just finished playing this um, couch co-op game, and I were playing it called It Takes Two on PS5. One of wizards and warriors. It's an epic game set upon the high seas, an odyssey through time and space. So a bit of a winter wonderland bobsled. I don't know if it's actually my PS4 game that's been released to PS5, um, but it's uh, super fun and it's What's it about? essentially just like um, so. It's kind of the storyline was a bit like oh, how are you going, but the puzzles and the levels and stuff were really cool. But essentially, it's these two little dolls that are actually uh, a couple that are getting divorced, like this little girl. Um, her parents are going to get divorced. Well, and not, so, okay. yeah, these two dolls, which are the the mum and dad, go on this, like, journey to kind of find themselves back, find their way back to each other and fall in love ah. again and that kind of thing. But they're these little dolls that go on an adventure through, like, the house and through the trees and through <laughs> the garden and stuff like that. So the aesthetic is that, like, do, do you remember the movie The Borrowers? Yes. Remember where they get shrunk and they go, like, under the floorboards? Yeah. That kind of, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but I love that aesthetic. Like, I love the idea that someone's using, like, a match as, like, a fire gun or something. Like, I love when a household item, like, something is used for not its purpose. I don't oh, know yeah. why, but I just think that's super cool. And that was, like, the entire aesthetic of the whole game. So there'll be, like, the attic, and you can, like, explore the whole attic, and there's, like, old CD plays in there. There's record players. There's photos. There's, like, and there's all these Ooh. little mini games throughout the game. Oh, um, Sam, you would love yeah, that. Yeah, I'm actually getting really amped just talking about it. Um, it was really fun. <laughs> is it a side scroller? What are you like behind the character as you move through space? You are behind the character, but you can see the your your 
you're the character is in front of you and you're just behind the character and it walks in front and it's split screen so oh, like okay, one person screen. plays one person yeah i don't know the official terms i'm not that much of a gamer chick i try to pretend i am but i didn't really know you what did. you meant by right. that screen, Woody, just everybody so you know. <laughs> bought that i bought it excellent yeah. right <laughs> um but yeah that sounds that, really that cute and a- really fun dude yeah, it's really cute. It's a really cute little game and you uh, you have to do like lots of little puzzles and problem solving and like one character might have a certain skill set or be able to like jump up and become a little dandelion that can float through the garden and the other one can become like a water pistol. So you have to like work together and complete all these cute little challenges. Cute. Cute. Yeah. That kind of makes me think of like Untitled Goose Game. Did you ever play yeah, that? Yeah, similar vibe. Yep. Yeah, yeah I played it's that. like yep. really like obviously a different sort of um, control setup, but really yep. cute aesthetic. Um, lots of great little puzzles and bits and pieces, and kind of like cheeky and fun and cute. Yep. Yep. Exactly like that. Yeah, prima. Yeah. Love that. That sounds fucking yeah. sick. Yeah, highly recommend. Awesome, Woody. Awesome, Love Island. Fucking, what was the name of that game? Love Island, it takes two. I mean, I'm it not proud two. of Love Island, but um, <laughs> I, I wanted to be honest. <laughs> like, I, I, it's 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 an intense journey, but um, yeah. I just love your commitment, <laughs> Sam. I think if you can commit to 60 episodes of something, that is fucking yeah. really impressive. And I also think too that there's something to doing tasks which are a little on the mind-numbing side. Uh, you know, something to watching stuff, which is just really fucking chills you out um, and brings you some totally. joy, you know? And it feels like all the good content's on hold. Like, where's the boys season, whatever we're up to? Where's all the good shows that are like, I feel like yeah. a lot of the good scripted content has been affected by COVID. And I feel like there's a bunch of like seasons that I'm waiting to like come out or I just yeah. feel like there's not great content, but there's a lot of trash content. So I am there to consume uh, as much trash content as required. <laughs> Sam, have you come across Taskmaster? History is littered with tyrannical leaders, but there is only one who tortures his subjects with tasks as fiendish as eating a watermelon without touching the watermelon, guessing the contents of a locked briefcase, or scoring a goal with a steamroller. Only one with a henchman so fearsome. Oh, God. Was this not what you meant? I have. I do. Yes. I right. I see. I see bits of it on social media, but I haven't like watched like um, a whole episode. But I should because I feel like it's totally up my alley. Woody, it is so up your alley. Polly and I have just oh. finished two seasons of it. It's on binge. Um, for those oh, of you who've great. never heard of this show, it's um, you know that big, this big English comedian, and not me, like. Big in terms of he's, he's relatively famous, but he's also incredibly tall. Um, Greg Davies is his name. And he's like, he's a former school teacher, Greg Davies, and he's got a real like principal's affect. And him and this other guy, Alex Horn, um, set up all these ridiculous challenges and then comedians have to do them in time limits. So a comedian will like walk into a room and there'll be like a plate hanging from the ceiling and all these random objects hanging from the ceiling. And they'll be given a card, which they open and says, um, run to the caravan. You have two minutes. Your time starts now. And then they'll have to fucking 
piss bolt out to the caravan. They get there and then somebody interviews them about all the things that were hanging from the ceiling and the person who like remembers mm-hmm. the most things gets points. Or they have to build a working catapult from random bits and pieces in the yard and then catapult a shoe into a bathtub. And you know, like- <laughs> it's, Oh my gosh, it sounds like my dream. It's, dude, it's your 100% your dream. It's the, I think oh. it's probably the most creative show I've ever seen. And it's as much about like, it's got that nailed it element of watching people completely fail at something and utterly beefing it. And also seeing people do something which is so creative and genius and outside the box that that's kind of wonderful to watch as well. Great. Oh, okay. You've sold me. I'm, I'm in. That's my uh, Saturday afternoon. What Go, Woody, give it a red hot guy, man. I'm telling you, it is, <laughs> it is primo. Um, yeah, so that's my, my recommendation to you. I've been doing a lot of that and playing a lot of D&D, and that's been about my whole existence, I think. Yeah, how's D&D going? D&D's been really good, man. I'm running one game, and I'm playing in another, and it's Polly's birthday tonight, so I'm playing a one-shot. Um, I'm running a one-shot for her friends of a game called um, Lasers and Feelings. Have you ever come across this? No. Lasers and Feelings is it's a great setup. It's a it's a one shot RPG where you're basically the crew of the Star Trek, um, the Starship Enterprise. And um, it's a very simple mechanic, which is that if you want to do anything, then it's condensed down to being either lasers or feelings. You either play a Spock or a Kirk, um, essentially. And yeah, you, you pick a number and if you roll under that number for for uh, feelings and you get it. If you roll over it, then uh, you can go for, for higher numbers are lasers, lower numbers are feelings. And if you get exactly the number you're asked for, you get laser feelings and you're able to ask the question of the game master. And it's very simple and lightweight. And um, I'm going to do some stupid Star Trek themed bullshit, Wardy. Um, but Great. Yeah. yeah, it's it's really fun, man. And it's really easy to play. I didn't describe it at all well then, but uh, it's, I think like, it's such a good way of being able to connect with your mates and see people's faces and, and do something stupid. Are you playing at all? Totally. I am not. I have played D&D, um, but I haven't played for a long time because mm. I found that my, like, um, my fantasy, like, catalogue or library is uh, quite limited. I find that I'll be like playing D&D and then all of a sudden I'm like, I have never heard that word before and everyone else seems to understand what a lich is and I'm like, what is a lich? And then someone will describe it to me and throughout the entire like conversation I'm like, okay, I have to... I have to grant that so many things are true in order to understand what you're talking about. Like, like, okay, there's a wizard and a wizard. Has, I'm like, okay, okay, I'm trying here, but I just like don't have the library because I just didn't really grow up reading fantasy or watching mm. fantasy. Like, even when someone um, says like an orc, I'm like, yeah, okay, I saw Lord of the Rings like a long time ago, but I'm pretty sure I, I think I fell asleep. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't even really know what you mean when you say that. And it's such a visual storytelling game yeah, that I, I found that like a lot of words and a lot of kind of of the genre and um, so much of D&D is really fantasy and very like a um, bit of medieval in there as well often, mm. um, a lot of like magic. There's a lot of kind of that kind of realm, which I just don't have the language. <laughs> so I just would struggle. I'd be like, oh. You're just sitting so, there constantly Googling stuff, being like, what does this look like? Yeah, what are exactly. These? 
Exactly. I'm like an amulet. I think I know what that is. <laughs> a, para, para, a parapet. He had an amulet at his parapet and an he was a lich. And I had amulet a parapet. Oh, jeez. <sighs> totally. And I'm just like a little bit behind. So um, <laughs> I, I, I think also um, Gabe, my partner, does a lot of DMing and mm, a lot of playing as well. And um, so, yeah, he's really great. And he does a lot of kind of research and stuff. So I see him kind of watching his YouTube channels of different, you know, DMs talking about the you know how to dm and all that kind of stuff um and one thing i have realized lately is that there are really different kinds of uh kinds of players yeah uh, and how one person might want to play might be totally different like i think i probably like the mechanic side of things um i don't love the kind of role play kind of side of things i'm probably i'm probably more like a tactical kind of player um I think so maybe it's just like I probably need to really interrogate more how I want to play mm. and then find a group where that kind of player is like fits right in yeah. with the dynamic because I think you got to get the group right you, you, know? get the group you really right, have man. to get yeah you have to really have that like um session zero where it's like okay what are we what are the rules of here how do we want to play you know because some some like campaigns are like really to the book and then others are like okay you take a long rest and like all right we're going to move on or you travel from here today uh from like takes a couple of days nothing really happens let's move on whereas others are like no we have to like roll at you know every two hours to go was there a random encounter you know and like really play it by the book and like things like um how much equipment can you carry? Like there's actually a limit to how much you can carry. So yeah. you can't just like every time you find a new item, just chuck it on your back. Like, you know, <laughs> you might have to let something go. And like some some players might really enjoy, you know, that thinking it. about it that way. Yeah. And yeah. really going, well, you, there's a limit to how much you can carry. So I'm going to get rid of that. And, you know, whereas others are just like, whatever. It's just an imaginary like Mary Poppins bag. Anything we collect, I just chuck in and who cares, you know? Yeah. I mean, so man, I I'm much more in that second camp. I did make them fight on the rainbow road um in a giant race last month where they were on huge fucking go-karts and they fought a giant naked mario because i thought that oh was my funny gosh. that just That's <laughs> that just entertained me i was like what are we gonna do for this race oh it's the rain polly was like is it gonna be mario and i'm like it wasn't before but it is now we're is gonna that- fight mario <laughs> That's oh, so good. yeah, I made them fight Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as well. Just like to encompass both my nostalgia for the 90s and my um, infinite cosmic power that I have as the dungeon master in this game. Yeah. You know, I think you got to get out of it what you're interested in. And um, I, I find that I'm just able to go through things and shows and movies that I've really loved and force the players to, to go through and, and deal with my my movie and film references. I, I made them do the entire dungeon from Indiana Jones uh, for a while. Oh my there. gosh, that's great. Yeah, because I think that's fun, right? And when players realise we're doing The Little Mermaid at the moment um, and they didn't, you know, they get into the middle of it and then suddenly realise that we're doing The Little Mermaid. I just like to do it to so see good. like the real, like the realisation on their faces. So, you know, when they're chatting to Earth, this giant fucking tentacled creature who's, you know, talking to them about stealing their voices and seeing their faces go, are we fucking doing the little mermaid right now? That's so good. Uh, I'm a Lucy. Oh, my God. Um, hey, Wardy, I'm nearly at the end of my time with you, my friend. Thank you so much for having a chat to me today. I wondered if you my had pleasure. any final things that you wanted to leave the people with, any final recommendations or final thoughts that you think could be... 
useful to leave in people's brains at the end of this little chat of arms? Oh, oh my gosh. Um, you know what? I reckon just like uh, the one thing I think I would say is like give yourself permission to clock out of uh, clock out, clock off, clock out of life, clock off life, you know, clock off, <laughs> clock out of your, it's going really well, uh, <laughs> of your day-to-day life and just give yourself permission to just switch off and like do you for a couple of hours with no mm. to-do list, nothing you go do, doesn't matter if you don't do the washing, just don't give yourself anything to do, just chill out. Uh, I feel like that's that's the only thing holding me together. <laughs> So uh, you should try it. <laughs> Morty, that sounds great, dude. Um, I, I definitely know that I need more of that in my life. I find it really hard to turn off the to-do list in my brain. Um, but just getting yeah. some little bit of like quiet and peace and sort of knowing that you don't need to try and do everything or achieve stuff all the time, you know? Exactly. I think we have more time at the moment because we are in lockdown. You don't have to, you know, you can be like, I'm going to do that washing tomorrow. I don't have to do it today. You know, there's a bit more flexibility with the day-to-day stuff. So I think, yeah, just give yourself a space. I think that's um, so important at the moment. It's it's a lot and it is it is quite a traumatic experience that we're all going through and that's not to be, you know, downplayed. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Thanks we're doing so the best we can. Thanks so much, Wardy. Thank you so much for joining me, pal. So nice to hear your voice. You're such a legend. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It's been so nice. I miss you heaps. I miss you too, bud. You look after yourself <laughs> and I'll catch you real soon. Catch you soon. Thank Bye, you, Bye, Sam. Bye. Sam Ward, what an absolute superstar. Thanks so much for joining me on the show, Wardy. Uh, Great to hear your voice. Great to catch up and hang out for a little while. Felt normal for a bit there. Holy moly. Let's do some credits, shall we, ladies and gentlemen? Our news clips today were from Channel 7, ABC Australia, Al Jazeera, MSNBC and BBC News all dated today, 5th of August. Intro music was Time by Pink Floyd off Dark Side of the Moon, 1977, Warner Music. The Cheers theme is Where Everybody Knows Your Name, obviously, by Gary Portnoy, 1983. Do You Know the Way to San Jose, Burnt Backrack from his best of 1996 A&M Records. Love Island is ITV2, 2021. It Takes Two is EA Games, 2021 as well. And Taskmaster is Channel 4, also 2021. Make sure you check out that show, you guys. It is so good. Backing track today is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod of Groovy 2016. He, of course, makes music at Incompetech.com, all royalty-free, all bloody fantastic. Check it out. All clips and music on this show is used in conjunction with our APRA AMCOS mini license. You can see our website for details. The ISOCast is created, presented, edited, and produced by me, Patrick Cullen, and Ginger Snap Productions. You can get in touch with us at gingersnapsydney at gmail.com. If you can, please like, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, tell a mate about it, tell a family member, tell them to come and get around it. We'll be back next week with a new episode with a new person and me trying to make sense of this crazy mixed up world. If that sounds good to you folks, we will see you then. In the meantime, be kind to each other, wash your hands, don't touch your face, wear a mask and get vaccinated.